This is episode 41 of the Higher Christian Life broadcast, and my name is Steve McCraney. Before we jump into the book of Proverbs in order to experience the wisdom of God we so desperately need today, we should first take a few minutes to fully comprehend exactly what we are studying and why it's so important. We're studying our Bible the scriptures. And that is far more than just the words of men. The scriptures are the very words of God. Now, I know for the skeptics, that statement may seem presumptuous, maybe even arrogant and foolish, but you and I both know, nevertheless, it's true. Today, we're going to begin by looking at just two truths about the scriptures that will begin to reveal to us the depth and character of his word and the blessing that comes from studying and applying it to our lives, and just how important Bible study is for those who embrace and want to experience the higher Christian life. So let's jump right in, shall we? As we begin to seek God's wisdom through a deep study of His Word, it's always good to remind ourselves before we begin exactly what we are doing in this Bible study and how our Bible is unique from all other literature ever written for all time. I mean, it's more than just the words of man. It is the very words of God. We know that and accept that as believers, but for the skeptic, That statement seems presumptuous, maybe even arrogant, and definitely foolish or moronic. But nevertheless, it is true. Today, we're going to look at just two truths about Scripture that will begin to reveal to you the depth and character of His Word and the unbelievable blessings that come from studying it and applying it authoritatively to our lives. First thing we're going to look at is the nature of his word, and we're going to find that passage in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It's a very familiar passage that tells us about the character of God's word. Listen carefully. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I mean, this statement on the surface seems clear enough, but as you dig a bit deeper into the meaning of these words and look at the definition of some Greek words, you'll find once again a treasure of truth hidden there. So let's begin by defining a few Greek words like we talked about yesterday, part of the process of studying God's word deeply. And let's see what it says. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. First word that pops out is the word all. In the Greek, it's pos. And it means, listen carefully, each, every, any, the whole, in totality, lacking nothing without exception. It's a comprehensive word that means just what it says, all. So all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And the word translated inspiration of God is the anupas, 
which means to breathe or blow or to be divinely inspired. All, each, every, any, the whole, in totality, without exception, Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It is breathed by God. It is divinely inspired by God. The word all means every single bit of Scripture, every verse, every vowel, every consonant, every notation, everything from the creation account in Genesis all the way to the judgments in the Revelation. It includes the the list of strange names that we find in the book of Numbers and the accounts of the kings and the Psalms and these strange proverbs, the teachings of Jesus, all, all scripture, every single bit of it is inspired by God. At the time of the writing of this passage, though, primarily all referred to the Old Testament. Note also, as we look at this passage, that the word translated inspiration of God only occurs in this passage, and it gives the idea of God breathing his word into human men, kind of like he breathed life into them in the book of Genesis, who were then moved or inspired to record exactly what God said. The Greek word is a compound word combining the word God and breathe. That's why some translators, instead of using divinely inspired or something of that nature, they'll translate this word as God breathed, such as in the NIV, or breathed out in the ESV. But in the end, the message is clear. All scripture, the Old Testament referenced in this passage and the New Testament referenced in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 16, if you want to look that up yourself, all scripture is breathed by God and divinely inspired according to his will. It's a reflection of his nature. And so as such, like God, it is flawless, perfect, infallible, unchangeable, true, and of immeasurable value because it reflects the very nature of its author, who is God. It is the Word of God. All Scripture is given to us as a gift from God by or through the inspiration, the breath, the breathed out of God. Not the inspiration of man, but the inspiration of God. Now, some may ask how this process takes place. I mean, we've used the word inspiration before, so what differentiates, for example, the inspiration from God we see here from the inspiration, let's say, Beethoven experienced when he composed his inspired symphonies? How are men inspired by God? What does that look like? What is that process like? Can you shed some more light on it? And God, of course, always does. There's another passage, 2 Peter 1, verse 20 and 21, which sheds a little more light on the process of this inspiration. Here's what the verse says. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved, moved, by the Holy Spirit. It's that word moved. Now, let's look at this word moved. This very same word, pharaoh. Pharaoh means to bring or carry along or literally to be continually carried. 
In Acts, this word is used by Luke to describe how the wind blows a ship across the water from one place to another. And this imagery should not be lost on us. Peter is describing how the Holy Spirit fills the sails of men with the breath of his word and gives them divine inspiration and revelation to record what he wanted them to write down. Sometimes God breathed his words into human writers in much the same way dictation is taken down word for word. For an example of this kind of God-breathed, moved, dictation kind of motif, Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 1.9, Behold, this is God speaking to Jeremiah, I have put my words in your mouth. But we'll talk about more of what inspiration means and how that's done at a later time. Back to the verse, 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is, the Greek word for this small word is, means to begin to be, comes into being, or existence, originate, happens. In other words, no prophecy of Scripture is created or originates or happens of any private interpretation, means it doesn't originate in the mind of man. For prophecy never came by the will of man. It doesn't originate in the volition or desire of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were carried along, moved, Pharaoh, by the Holy Spirit. Remember, the only one who knows the mind of God is the Holy Spirit. We see this all through Scripture. Therefore, only the Holy Spirit could have inspired the Scriptures. As it says in this verse, holy men of God spoke as they were moved by who? By the Holy Spirit. The scripture did not come from the inspiration or the mind of gifted men, even spiritual men. The inspiration came from the Holy Spirit and was given to men, holy men, who were moved or continually carried along as they wrote what was given them to write. This is the value of the scriptures we hold to in our hands. We have multiple Bibles at home. Sometimes we don't even read them or crack them open or ever write them in them. We just kind of skim through them, not realizing this incredible blessing that is now ours. But there's more. Not only is it God's word breathed to us, but there's an incredible benefit that comes from studying God's inspired word. Again, 2 Timothy 3.17, and is profitable. The word profitable means advantageous, helpful, useful, beneficial. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, as advantageous, as helpful, useful, beneficial for four things, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and for instruction in being like Christ, instruction in righteousness. And the purpose is so the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Note the fourfold blessings, doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. In the higher Christian life, this is the exact path 
of sanctification, that we understand doctrinally about the higher life, who the Holy Spirit is and who Christ is. We surrender our life to him. And when we mess up, he corrects us. He reproofs us. He instructs us in how to live more righteously. But there's one last blessing we want to uncover in this verse, and that is found in the word complete. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. One of the goals of scripture is that you and I may be complete. How? Thoroughly equipped, given everything we need for every good work that Christ has planned for us. The word translated complete means qualified, proficient, fitting, capable. It means furnished or equipped with every necessary component for a task or purpose. You've been given everything you need to complete what's been laid out in front of you. You are totally qualified. You are supremely proficient. You are capable. And God has already provided all you need in the Holy Spirit who lives in you, who then takes the words of Christ and reveals them to you. Everything makes you complete in him through the Spirit and his word. I mean, let that sink in for a moment. God has supplied all we need to be all he wants us to be right in his word. It doesn't matter how educated you are or how gifted you are or where you went to school or didn't go to school or how long you've studied the Bible. Everybody has the same opportunity to be equipped immensely, perfectly, lacking nothing by studying his word. The key to experiencing intimacy with him, to becoming his light among the darkness, to understand, as it talks about in 1 Corinthians 2, the mind of Christ, are being conformed to his image in Romans 8, it is, and to realize, as it says in Colossians 2, that we are complete in him. Everything imaginable is found in his word, and it's given to us as a great blessing, one that only needs to be read in order to be received. You just have to read it and study it and dig into it and experience it to have your life radically changed because in it is the power and wisdom of God. So let's begin this journey together, shall we? Let's look into God's word and see what of his wisdom we can claim for ourselves, what we can learn from him and about him as his dearly beloved children, and how our faith in him might grow immensely, especially as we see the day of his return approaching. Will you join with me as we begin to study the book of Proverbs? I hope so, and I'm looking forward to spending time with you. So we'll talk again tomorrow. Until then.